So a lot happened in Major League Baseball this week, but not with the first place teams. Today, we're going to talk about the teams at the bottom of the division a little bit. Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. Have the Royals had a good season? I mean... I mean, it's a rebuild, right? It's a rebuild season. Right. I mean, I guess you, you know that Bobby Witt Jr. is, is going to be that guy for your team. Had a good season. Had a good Everything's season. Everything's good with Bobby Witt right. Jr. Yeah. You know, okay, we've at least got one guy that we know is going to be a really good player going forward. The Zach Greinke re- the farewell tour has not gone well. Um, but, but that was a shot in the dark anyway. That was a shot in the dark anyway, and it wasn't like you had much to play for. Brady Singer's a nice pitcher. I think the thing is, if you're the Royals, the only thing that's really missing from this season is a breakout season from somebody you really didn't expect. The guys that you kind of were hoping to perform did, but there was nobody else in a season where there wasn't a lot else good. I, I can try to pull it up. I had it up before I looked at it. So the Royals' starting lineup is a Sunday here um, on uh, September 10th, I guess. And and I didn't recognize a lot of the guys in the lineup. So I saw that hitting cleanup is their catcher, and I guess he's a prospect, N.J. Melendez. Um, and I looked at his stats for the year. So he has 14 home runs, and for a catcher, pretty that's, good. that's pretty good. But he's got like a 90 ops. You know, uh, he, he he's batting cleanup. So if that's where they're at, right? So what else is in that lineup that you know is is any good? Right, not much right now. And I think that that you're you're kind of, and I think that's kind of why it's tough to say whether or not it's a successful season. You like for to see, the Royals? You wouldn't like you to want to see, see more some guys have broken out this year? But. We all knew they were going to be bad, and I think the only thing that's kind of helped them is the A's were so terrible to start the season that it's kind of taken away from the you know them, the fact that they're now tied with basically the exact same record. So I think like I think the Royals have one more win than the Angels. No, no, they're uh, no the Athletics have one less loss than the Royals right now. So technically, the Royals are even worse. <laughs> yeah, I just felt like, you know, they were coming on a little bit and at one point I was thinking of them like the Tigers going, those are two young teams with a couple of good young players that were right. beyond. I think the Tigers, I think, if you're looking at the Tigers, they feel better. Like, okay, we feel like we've got right. our lineup figured out. Torkelson is the player we were kind of hoping he'd become. We've got the other guys around him in that lineup. The issue is they just have nobody to pitch for them. So, I'll, I'll, this is the last I'll say on the Royals and then we'll move on. So, the Royals, the starting lineup, I think it's today, right? They're playing the Blue Jays. Um, um, uh, Mikhail Garcia is uh-huh. leading off. Bobby Witt Jr., per- Salvador Perez. Melendez is batting cleanup. Eduardo Olivares, Michael Massey, Nick Lofton, Drew Waters, and Kyle Isbell. We're baseball fans, right? I'm not a Royal fan. I don't think it's like, you know, who are these guys? Well, yeah, I mean, it, but. So I guess it's a young team, but there's not. They don't even have any any you would, guys. You would be doing this exactly if you looked at the Rockies lineup or the Athletics lineup, or even right now like the Angels lineup. But have you heard anything about any of those players I mentioned? Like oh, no, this no. Is an but that's what we're yeah. saying is that outside of Bobby Witt Jr., there really hasn't been a guy that would have, has had a breakout season for him. And given that you were already expecting to not very be very good. You were just hoping that one of those guys would be having a season where people would be talking about him or you'd be saying people should be talking about. And maybe you were wrong, Royals fans. Maybe there is one of those guys in that lineup we should be talking about and we just don't know. Right. I'm sure if we brought a Royals fan on, they'd tell me why some of these guys are going to be, you know, uh, up and comers and they should be looked at. So and the Tigers, 
I think they're a little better. I mean, it's interesting how both the Royals are carrying. I mean, Zach the Tigers Ranky. are sixty-five and seventy-seven. They're a lot better, well, right? Considering they're still twelve games under five hundred, right? There, but they're considerably better than the Royals are. The biggest issue, like I said, for the Tigers, they just don't have any pitching. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and they, you know, Spencer Turnbull has just not really come into being the guy that they hoped. Uh, Matthew Boyd is back with them. Hasn't had a, a you know a great year. There's just something about the Eduardo Rodriguez is probably not going to be there. I think after this year. He's probably gonna, you know, gonna depart. He's he's the guy they should work on keeping if they could, and they couldn't trade him when they when they tried to. No, no, it was it was. But I, I think at the same time, it's tough to trade away when your team is already so bereft of like quality starting pitching to get rid of one of your better ones, even if it makes the right move sense for the team. Right, it's kind of hard to do that. Right, right. And and the White Sox, we've talked about them uh, several times on this podcast, and I can't imagine Pedro Griffal is going to keep his job um, because they actually have some good players who just aren't playing very well. That team's roster construction is just... Well, okay. One of the things that you didn't count on is Tim Anderson just kind of forgetting how to play baseball this year. Yeah, well, the, and, and the guys got and, and, and some other things too. Yeah, but, but no, really, like, like do away with the other stuff. The quality of his batting has right. dropped considerably. He went from an above average hitter to like hitting like two fifty this year. I mean, there was a time where I would have, as a Met fan, traded for Eloy Jimenez. Like, I wanted that player. Not so hot on that player that, right that, now. That, that that player was like three or four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Luis Robert is a nice player, but right, you know, he's, he's, he's old, carrying the whole team by himself. Yeah, pretty, exactly. Pretty much. And they don't, and they're in a much older team. Unlike the tigers where, you know, okay, we can reasonably expect some of these guys to improve. There's not a lot of young up and comers on the white Sox right now that are getting significant playing time. So I think there's some major changes there. And, and although they're, they're one of the top teams in the division, the, the guardians have, as we were saying before we got into the podcast, you know, they are far enough behind now. I think, they're you know, well under five, about eight games behind Minnesota mm-hmm. that they, they'd have to have an all-time run and have Minnesota sort of trip and fall for Minnesota not to win the division. So that's a done deal. Yeah, yeah. I think we, you were saying that like if, if the Twins play 500 ball, Cleveland needs to go 17-2 and two the rest of the way. Right. Kind of just saying it's done. Yeah, yeah, it's over. So um, some of the other uh, lower teams, and it's interesting when you talk about the AL East because – the Yankees and the Red Sox are at right, the bottom the, the of the Yankees division. Are, Those aren't bad teams. No, and the Yankees are just honestly playing, playing okay right there's now. There's a decent chance they end up above the Red Sox right, right now. Right, right, like right. They're, they're only two games behind the Red Sox, and the Red Sox have been struggling recently. I think they're like three and seven in their last ten. The Yankees are playing better. You know, it's obviously not as doom and gloom as it was. Jason Dominguez looks like the kid can actually really hit. So there's some young – just having that on the team has probably relaxed them a little bit, and I expect them to perform better going forward. And they're certainly no, in nowhere near the state that like a lot of those teams in the AL Central are in. He wasn't playing much for them before they released him, but DFAing Josh Donaldson, you know how I feel about stuff like that, addition by subtraction. Right. I, I, <laughs> I mean, Donaldson was in a very weird category where he had like – I think one of the lowest batting average, like uh, like for balls in play that had ever been recorded, because he's got like 16 hits this season and 10 of them are homers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's... basically, like he only has put like 
six balls in play that have been hits. <laughs> so I, I think the Yankees, a little bit like the Mets, and I said this on the last part podcast, are, are, are a team that just had one of those really bad seasons where everything that could go wrong did. They were funkily constructed like the Mets were a little bit strangely constructed. Um, and, and so there's reason to think that the Yankees could have a much better season next year. Right, I and I think another team that's kind of like that, just to move, move mm-hmm. leagues for a moment, is the Cardinals. I think if you're the Cardinals, are you really thinking, wow, we're a dead last place team in the NL Central next season. Um, I, I think Oliver Marmol won't be around to see that like Pedro Grafal. Now, I think the problem for the, the Cardinals is they really need a bunch of pitchers. Right. They're very <laughs> Not behind. just one. They, like a bunch, they don't have a starting rotation anymore. The lineup probably has enough to get you there but i don't think even if they're better next year i think it's more they're competing for maybe third in like a a wild card spot i I was gonna say the same thing. i don't think i could see them competing with either the cubs or the i don't i don't think the cardinals get back their mojo and start heading to the top of the division next year with a couple of tweaks right i don't think they're a tweak away but i think you could argue that the mets aren't a tweak away from being a, a true contender? To the Braves? No. Certainly not. No, no. They, they, they could probably tweak and be a wild card contender next year at, if at, things go well. At, if, if, if things go well, yeah. For them. <laughs> this is the right. Mets we're talking about. Right. They're, they're, but, but like they're not as in dire straits as to say a team like the Rockies. They're kind of like I think the Mets, the Cardinals, and the Padres, more than any teams, could reasonably expect to bounce back and at least compete for a wild card. And by card bounce back, we're calling season. them all former good teams who had a strange a season strange, this year. Strangely bad season season you know the Padres have been historically bad we talked about this last week in close games this season they probably don't lose every extra inning game in basically all their one just feels that way (laughs) right but that's what they're doing this season they've lost like every single of those they they probably won't do that next season so they'll be better you can expect that they're just the general weirdness around that team in the Mets this year probably gets better so you think those teams perform I think teams like the Rockies have a lot more to be worried about because what's their path forward? I could never figure out if I were the Rockies, I would just get a, uh, and somebody wrote this about them. I would, I would have to think hitting. I let's just mash people when they come into Colorado um, and hope it, 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 carries on to the road because you can't draw pitching to Colorado, right? Because no pitcher really like oh, the Rockies come with a bag full of money going, I want to, can you come pitch for us? Like my stats are going to look terrible. It's going to cost me money. Right. <laughs> like if you're going to cobble together a rotation for the Rockies, either you're going to need to do like either pay guys that are guys looking to try and play somewhere for a short period of time to get a boost in a bigger contract or an older guy that knows this is probably his last big contract. How do you build a franchise on that? Well, no, you, you just need to do that to get better starting pitching than what you have. And the Rockies could, they could buy into their Coors Field play and say, we're going to just be a juggernaut at home. We're going to construct a team to win 55, 50 to 55 games at home every year. By just mashing them. By, by mashing. And so we're going to build our team that way and we'll take our chances. No, they don't even do that. I, don't, I just, their identity less, I think, is, right. is, 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 is the problem there. And I would say that Pittsburgh based upon in another team that started out really well. I remember the whole time we were saying at the beginning of the season when the Pirates were like 20 and 9 or something like that. It's early. It's early. And it all came to pass that, you know, Pittsburgh sort of reverted back to being, you know, not a great team. I think, I think if you're Pittsburgh, though, you're, you're excited for next season. Me too. You're the kind of team that's thinking, okay, you know what? 
we actually make a run and sign a decent free agent or two and some of the young guys. You need a couple of pitchers. You need like a couple more pitchers. Front of the rotation guys. Like another big pitcher, another big bat in that lineup, and I think that they could be a team that... And they'll get O'Neill Cruz back for next year, so that's right, that's a help. big plus. I, I think O'Neill Cruz back. Mitch Keller's had a pretty good season I think so. this yeah. year. He, he's showing that he is good. Brian Hayes looks like he's a player. Right, but you need you need another thumper in that lineup. You, you need a guy that has a big bat that's going to do... Because, you know, their center fielder, Jack... Uh, What's his name? The center fielder for the Pirates, boy. Yeah, right. Um, let me look him up. I, <laughs> I, I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, they, you know, look, they, they didn't buy into what I thought they should have done, which is become a running team. You know, they got back Andrew McCutcheon, um, and he had a nice year, and there's some question as to whether he'll sign with them or not. But I think they need to think about what they want to be in the future. And, and, and although I love Kutch. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want him you know, uh, clogging up the lineup anymore if he can't really produce at a high level. Right. And I think, I think ultimately for that team, they, the good start this year shows that kind of like the tigers, they have the young pieces in place to get better. And they're a team that you would hope next year can compete with the Cardinals and the Mets and the Padres for those third wild card spots. And the Marlins probably too. Cause I think right now, the Phillies is presently constructed probably are taking up one of those wild card slots for the foreseeable future. The Marlins are fighting though. They're seven and three in their last 10. And I don't know how they're, they're hanging in there because losing Alan Contra and Soler and to the IL where they, I don't know if they're going to play again for them this season. But they're, they're going to pesky. They're hanging around. And I think it's going to be good for them. Good for Yeah. We were doubting them this whole year and obviously they've stayed on and shown, no, they are a much better team than anybody expected. And our next episode is going to be a deep dive on the Marlins. So it's probably good that we're talking about them. Um, I think we covered most of the, you know, the A's. I don't, know, I don't think there's much to talk about there. We've talked about that at infinitum. Well, I think I think what's just interesting is there's a lot of really good rookies this year. I mean, multiple different teams have had young guys come up and really, you know, play meaning. And obviously, it's kind of interesting because rookie of the year races have felt a little locked up for most of the year. Like Corbin Carroll is like definitely been the guy that's going to win it in the nl for most of Kodai the i think it was gaining on him but no he's and, not going to get him and, and he shouldn't that, be a rookie and, and he shouldn't be a rookie for you what you he said. was going to have to be so much better than everybody else that they would kind of have to just give it to him by default um the al has had a couple different guys that have put together really good seasons but i think their their race as well has been well look high. look at look at the american league the the orioles right with rookies gunner henderson grayson rodriguez uh does uh, henderson count as a rookie this year yeah i think he does um i think i could, I could be wrong but i don't think so yanni yanni cano um also has had a very good season for baltimore he's a rookie mm-hmm. um and jackson holiday matt holiday's son is on the way um so I mean, davis schneider has looked like the best player has <laughs> ever played baseball these last his first couple he, he, you know 20 games or he's so. he's still ex- excelling and that's helping the the blue jays stay close enough right where they, they have a chance um i think the rookies on the reds are are guys that and they're still still fighting still in it um spencer steer you talked about him he, he just went to the dl I oh think. did he uh, yeah. yeah i think he just got hurt um ellie de la cruz matt mcclain or maybe uh, it was it was either him or mcclain andrew abbott i mean these guys they got a lot of good young players i think the reds have a lot to look forward to uh you know going forward they're they're a team that you know i think in some respects you might feel better about their chances next year than a team like the cubs where the cubs have more felt like a team where a lot of things have gone right for them this year Right, and, and the Cubs don't have the Javier Assad on the Cubs has had a you know a, a nice season for them. Uh, the Red Sox have a few rookies, including um, uh, Masataka Yoshida. Mm-hmm. I think Tristan Cassis has impressed me as a nice player. Brian Bello uh, on the mound has has looked very good. 
you know, Alex Cora is just a good manager. I, 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 you know, I was going to start this by saying, is is he possibly the best manager in in baseball right now? I don't know how you quantify that. Did you really think the Red Sox were going to compete the way they did this year with that team? I, I didn't. Th- I, they're a little bit better than what I expected right now because they're still a 500 team, and I thought they'd be a little worse than 500. You probably expected more from them than I did. Right. Because uh, I think I was down on them, you know, the whole time. I, I thought they were going to be the – I thought they were going to – the thing is that no team in the AL East is particularly bad, and with the reduced amount of division games, that's going to help buoy all their records and keep them all afloat because they're not beating each Except other. Except for the A's. <laughs> well, the A's, well, they're in the AL West. I'm sorry, right. You were talking East, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and, and I think, um, you know, looking at the AL West, you know, we, we didn't mention the A's have a couple of rookies that are good, Zach Geloff and, and more recently Lawrence Butler um, that are, are playing very well. Uh, I, I think, you know, the A's, until they get their situations, they're just going to be a low-spending team, just like the Nationals, right, where they gave Davey Martinez, uh, they gave Davey Martinez an extension, but the general manager, Mike Rizzo, has been there 18 years, didn't get an extension because the learners can't, yet sell the team and that's just it's for a team that's got all this going on in the background the nats have played really well right they've they've i mean that's amazing the young players to me. are coming that's along. why davy martinez got the and got that's the, why he got the extension up, is yep. that he's clearly got the young players by and he's reached them and they're playing above what anybody thought they'd be playing this season i just think it's interesting that you know they've fallen back and now the mets have, have caught back up to them and they're past them in the standings right now and unfortunately a bad weekend series in minnesota here for the mets might move them back well I, I, I am a little bit happy about that because i was accusing the mets of tanking to try to you know move up the 10 spots and this and i don't get that feeling now watching the games no. or following what's going on they're they're not tanking. and i think 10 spots in the draft i mean it's meaningful but it's not that meaningful right right so how about and and let's let's talk about this a little bit so george kirby of the mariners mm-hmm. uh, this week um, pitched, I think he threw 90-odd pitches and went out for the seventh inning and and gave it up in a game that the Mariners ended up losing because the relief pitcher gave up even more after he did. Uh, and he came um, in to talk about the game afterwards and said that he didn't really feel like he had it going out there in the seventh inning. Now, we don't know, at least I haven't seen it reported, whether or not he actually said that to the manager, Scott Service, or not, or, or how he related how he was feeling. Um, but it goes against traditional baseball you know, lore, which is the pitcher goes out there and keeps throwing until the arm falls off or they take him out of the game. Which is just like what we talked about <laughs> last week with macho baseball and how it's kind of stupid. Like, and the, and the thing is, is I think Kirby with the thing is without knowing what happened in the dugout and how the information was communicated, it's hard or if it was, if it was, because if it's not communicated, that's not the manager's fault. You got to say something. If you're the pitcher, if you're not feeling like you're a hundred percent, and you're, you can go out there and be effective, you got to say something, even if it's you know going to bruise your ego, if you really care about your team winning the game. And I think that's what Kirby was trying to say, and he got sort of put on the hot seat for being too honest right, right about what it is. You, so it makes him picked, seem like he he's He said it weak. in a terrible way. He, he, didn't, he didn't do a really good job, and, and we talked about this off there. I, I think if he would have had the catcher involved in that going, you know, well, you know, his pitches were starting to get up a little bit or some indication that the catcher, too, could see that he was losing his edge. Because otherwise it just kind of sounds like he's blaming being I don't want to get hit anymore, right. Right? which is not the case. The guy's being honest, and the pitcher shouldn't be penalized for saying, I don't think I'm helping my team as much anymore because I don't have the energy. You want to yell at him for not being in good enough 
have shape or his arm getting tired, fine. Do silly stuff the, like that. Yeah, but again, the, the people, the, anybody that's yelling at him for that is somebody that would never be at his level pitching in the game for the most part. There's like if he's genuinely saying, "Look, I, I just didn't have it anymore." That happens. The idea that like, oh, you should do, I'll be able to throw a hundred pitches and be good no matter how long until you know the manager forces you to leave. What like? Look, and, 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 and we listened to Ron Darling and all that, and I could almost hear Ron shaking, you know, he, saying and shaking his head going, I don't understand why he would say something like that. In my day, when I went out there, they gave me the ball, and until Davey came out and got me, you know, I was going to give it everything I had until, I, you know, until they took me out of the game. And, you know, okay, that's fine to, to, to say that you had that, but it isn't then. And, and the fact that you couldn't be honest with your manager about how you were feeling, and maybe it cost your team a game or two because you were in there after when you clearly knew I got nothing. And Gary Carter's back there going, he's got nothing. Right, they know. <laughs> like, are you really telling me that you always, like that every single start of your career, you felt like you had your best stuff the whole time? No, no of course not. clearly games where you knew you just didn't have it. And you're tired and you're not pitching as well. And you're like, they should really come get me. But I'm never. The problem is, is that for some reason, it's this weird thing where like, oh, no, for the machismo of it, I can't let anybody know that I'm tired. You, you did a good job of saying it's not what you say. It's how you say, right? It. And that's that's what that's what killed Kirby in the end. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know that what won't follow him after the playoffs, into the playoffs, and all that kind of stuff. In terms, he of, goes out and he pitches well right. in the playoffs. Nobody cares. Pitch great. So uh, yeah, we got uh, 19, 19, 20 games to go. Uh, like we said before, so uh, it's it's getting tight. I think the wild cards are the only thing worth, worth you'll, watching. You'll, you'll see the wild card races really coming. Yeah, I because there, there's a lot to still happen there. There's still right, a lot of yeah, people. Next competing. week we'll kind of have a much better. Yeah, picture. we'll be down to the last. You like know, ten or so. You know, 10 to 15 games, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Follow us on Twitter at Almost Cooper.